September, and he will be preaching here on the, on the Sunday before conference, so you won't want to miss that, just to hear his story of, uh, he was a, basically a sponsored child through compassion, um, and he gave his life to Christ, um, somebody sowed into his life, and now he's leading thousands, tens of thousands of children in ministry around uh, Bangladesh, so very, very exciting. I just had, feel like I had a word for somebody this morning, just as we were worshiping. I really felt like um, there's somebody that was here today, just, just a word from God, break out and worship. You just got to just gotta let it go, you know, just, just actually let yourself go and worship. You know, you've been looking around, wondering what people think, wondering whether it's acceptable, whether you're allowed to. I just feel like it's a word for somebody that, uh, come on, just, just let it go. Give God everything you can. Uh, if you notice me, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm jumping on. I'm, yeah, I don't care because my focus is on Him, and it is totally. And I just want to encourage you. And, and you know what? I love the front. Do you know why? Because there's so much space. Yeah, you know, we've tried to give you first-class seating, you know, with lots of leg room. But if you ever feel like just coming and being up here and just be where, be, come. All right, there's your invitation. Anyway, hey, I want to start a new series this morning. On anatomy, anatomy, I studied a little bit of human biology in, in my fifth form year. Uh, that shows how old I am, that I speak in form levels. Um, but uh, you know, anatomy, the different parts of the body that, um, we, are, uh, you know, that, that we have and that we're, we're described in the Bible as the body of Christ. Our, our body is described as the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some bodies, uh, like myself, probably need a little bit of repair and maintenance, you know, a little bit of tuning up and uh, taking care of. But the, the body, we are the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. And 1 Corinthians tells us we are part of the body of Christ. And I, I like to think of it as, as Elon Christian Center here in Whangarei. We're like the little pinky, all right? We're like the little pinky. It's necessary. And we might be the little pinky on the hand of Whangarei. And the, and the hand of Whangarei connected to the arm of, I don't know, north of New Zealand. And, you know, we're a part of the global church and we've got an important function, but we don't think too highly of ourselves, right? So, so we, we, we value our role, and we're, and we're a valuable part of what God is doing, but, but we don't think that we're the most important part of the body, right? Our, our heart is to do what God has asked us to do. So I, I want to start with a, a key passage, because I believe when you look at anatomy, if we can really understand the, the core of anatomy, uh, one of the most important organs in our body, and we talk about that today, I really, I believe it will help us as we look at the other parts as well. And this is a, a, a bit of advice being given from a father to a son. You know, if you were to sit down with your boy and have a chat, you, you, you began to talk and talk about the things that mattered, the things that were important, what would you say? What are the things you'd say if you sat down with your child and, and said, more important than anything else, what would it be? And so Solomon's sitting down with his boys, he's giving these words to his boy saying, Come on, I want you to pay attention. I want you to listen to what I'm saying because what I'm saying is so important for you. If you can take this on board, if you can understand what this means, it will help you. This is what he says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Proverbs 4, verse 20 through to 27. Turn your ear to my words. In other words, lean in, lean in, have a listen. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. Above all else, come on, say that, above all else, above all else, guard your heart, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity, 
Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. There's an anatomy lesson right there. You look at all the different parts of the body that he talked about. Would you pray with me this morning as we look at guarding our hearts? Father, we thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to come and to gather. And God, we've spent moments singing your name and worshiping you and giving you glory and honor. We recognize all that we are and all that we've done and all, all that we will be is only because of you and only through you. And today, as we look at the heart, our hearts, God, would you take our hearts all in different conditions and would you get our focus back on you again? May we be attentive to what you're saying to us today. Lord, every person's going to walk away with something different. Lord, each of us want to take a word away, something that we will apply to our lives this week so that our hearts will be whole and strengthened in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to preach a message called Heart Attack. Anyone actually had a heart attack in this place? Maybe any survivors of heart attacks? Yeah, got a couple here. One of the most unbelievably excruciating, painful things that could ever happen. In the natural, incredibly painful. What about emotionally and spiritually when our heart comes under attack? See, we've got an enemy. He doesn't like us much. And he wants to take our heart. He wants to destroy our heart. He wants to take everything that God loves about us and he wants to get us to, he wants to give us a counterfeit. He wants to give us something different than that. Our hearts are under attack. And we want to guard our hearts this morning. What is a heart? Well, from a practical point of view, the heart is an organ in the body. Some of you may be familiar with the function and the process of the heart. The heart has about six liters of blood in the average human that, that pumps blood throughout the body. It delivers oxygen to the brain and to the muscles and, and nutrients. The food that comes into our body gets diffused into the, into the bloodstream, and then it, it goes and provides everything that our body needs. The, the blood also uh, works. Pump, the, the heart pumps the blood through the body in order to get rid of all of the, the, the waste, all of the stuff that shouldn't be in our bodies, and gets rid of it. You know, we have an incredible heart that's beating in our body, I think, 100,000 times a day and approximately 3 billion times in a lifetime. So every time your heart beats, that right there is a miracle. Beat, you know. I love the fact that it's got this kind of a sound, and I think that's God's heartbeat. People, people, people. That's my interpretation of it anyway. It's my heart living for people, people, people. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? But the fact, you know, if our heart stops, we've got six minutes before the oxygen is starved from our brain. That's it. Our whole body would shut down when our heart stops pumping. Heart is a big deal. <laughs> That's why we read in Proverbs, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. The message version says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. You'll notice the heart isn't just an organ that functions. There's actually emotions and feelings that go with the heart. You know, when you look at the back catalogue of all the songs sung from the 60s right through to now, how many times is the word heart mentioned? My heart will go on, and no, I won't be singing these songs this morning. As much as you would, you have to come back next week, and maybe I will. Don't go breaking my heart. Yeah, don't go breaking my heart. 
or, or this one, I still don't understand it, but total eclipse of the heart. Could you imagine singing about different body parts? Don't go breaking my liver. As you have another can of beer. How about my kidney will go on? Well, my favorite, oh, this one has to be written. Total eclipse of the pancreas. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right, does it? There's so much attached to the heart. The heart is so much more than just an organ. It's, a, it's, it's the part of who we are. And even, even Jesus placed so much focus on the heart. Somebody came to him once and said, I, I want to make sure I'm keeping all of the rules. I'm ticking all the boxes when it comes to religion. What is the most important law? What is the most important rule to follow? Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your pancreas. You're kidding me, you live it. No, he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. The heart was central. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. If God thinks it's a big deal to guard our heart, the question I would ask is, how well are we doing that? What's the condition of your heart? What's the condition of my heart? Is your heart in a place of health? Or is your heart hurting right now? What if I told you that we could take a hurting heart and make it whole? The brokenness from our past doesn't mean brokenness in our future. What if I said that we could go to the great physician, Jesus, with our heart and say, I'm struggling. What I know what I can personally vouch for, what I have experienced is that at my lowest, at my deepest point, I can say, God, here's my heart. Do what I can't do. Bring healing, bring wholeness. That's what I want us to see today, that we can present that to God. In the Bible, we see the heart is described so much more than a body part. So let me ask you, have you ever had your heart broken? On primary school, difficult, difficult time, tell me. I, I remember getting a note passed to me, would you like to go out with such and such? And there was like a tick box, yes or no. I ticked no, I wasn't interested, didn't even know what that meant. But one day I got really confused because there was this girl, Anita, that I really liked. But she didn't really know me, didn't know who I was, and I was never going to ask her to go steady or go out or whatever that means. And so I get past this note. It's like, would you like to go out with? And it was multi-choice. There were like four girls on the list. <laughs> like I was supposed to tick one or all of them. And I did, I did the only thing I could do. I ran as fast as I could away from that scene and went and found some guys playing football. It's like, help. See, I don't want to break anyone's heart and I don't want my own heart broken. How about catch and kiss? You remember that? I was the champion, mastered in West Primary. This should have been a trophy. I would have won it. Mate, I could sidestep. I could get past them. I would gap it. I never once got caught. I discovered later that the goal was to get caught. One of the trials of an eight-year-old, eh? But fortunately, I saved my lips for this lovely lady. My bride of 20 years, by the way. And I reckon in a, in a few years' time, yeah, I might be looking a bit haggard and a little bit weary, but uh, I, I still think she's going to be looking all right. What do you reckon? Come on. 
Well, I wouldn't mind if I aged like that. That wouldn't be so bad. 70-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Yuck, says my daughter. <laughs> but do you think our community is filled with people that have played multiple games with catch and kiss? Broken relationships, thinking that it would bring healing and that it would bring us hope, it would bring us what we want, what we're looking for, what we need. We go in and out of relationships trying to discover the hope that we're looking for and only find that our hearts get broken. I truly believe that if we can guard our hearts, we won't go through that. If we can train our children to guard their hearts. Man, that is my life right now, speaking into my own children saying this is how you can guard your heart. This is how you can make decisions. This is what God says about you. This is the truth of his word. That is, that, I mean, all of this and what we do here, that matters for nothing for me if I don't first take care of my own kids and sow into them and speak into their life, teaching them to guard their hearts. So this message isn't a message on cardiac health, although I do recommend good diet, regular exercise, good food, you know, good rest, all those things. This is a message on how to strengthen and protect our hearts from the attacks of the enemy. So, is your heart strong or is it fragile? Do you have a strong resilience in your heart or can one misdirected word tip you over into a place of anxiety and fear and disappointment or discouragement? Are you struggling with pain in your relationships? What flows out? What are the issues that flow out of your heart? Are they issues from a whole heart or a, or a hurting heart? Because it flows out. Come on, what comes out of our mouth? Anyone a little bit disappointed with some of the words that came out of your mouth this week? Really? None of you? Could you just fly around the room a few times? Come on. Our mouths get out of control at the best of times. And who gets it the worst? Our family. Our closest. But it's, it's, it comes out of our heart. Out of it flows the issues of life. Now, I know all the guys in this room are saying, Mike, don't go there. Don't go all gushy on me. Harden up. Actually, King Solomon, the wisest, most powerful, most influential man on the planet at the time, would sit his son down and say, my son, listen to my instructions. Above all else, guard your heart. I don't think he was the wisest person. I mean, seriously, who would have so many wives and porcupines, concubines? I mean, that's just not wisdom. But he was wise in so many other areas, just not when it came to relationships. He didn't quite get that part right. But I believe we need some men in our society with strong, healthy hearts. Men that would be brave enough to lead their families. Men that are brave enough to go back to their spouse and say, I'm sorry I was wrong. I'm sorry I haven't led you like I should. I will lay down my life. But you know what? A lot of men don't have the ability to do that because their hearts are broken. Their hearts are not whole. And I'm forever going on that journey. I am so far from that place. But I'll tell you what, there's a few things I'm doing in my life and I want to share those this morning that are helping me have a whole heart, <laughs> have a heart that is healthy, a heart that has enough capacity to love my family and to serve my community. How many people want a healthy heart? How many people have got a bruised heart that just needs the physician, Jesus, to heal it? Let's talk for a moment about some of the things that attack our hearts. Number one, broken promises. 
Anyone ever had a promise that was given and didn't follow through? Leaves a mark, another bruise on our heart. And distrust, we feel like we can't trust anyone ever again. Broken promises are one of the attacks that the enemy has on our heart. What about unforgiveness? Jesus was really strong on this. He says, if you don't forgive me, if you don't forgive others, this is as strong as his words were, if you don't forgive others, your father won't forgive you. That's as strong as it gets. If we hold unforgiveness in our hearts, we not only find ourselves in jail and prison, but the person that we won't release ourselves. Big strong words. What about the words? Sticks and stones can break your bones. Words will never hurt you. Lies, right there. I'd rather have a broken bone than the words that were spoken over my life when I was growing up. Those words that ended up defining me. Too small, too short, not fast enough. Whatever it is, you you fill in the blanks. Too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny. Those words that end up becoming who we are, and that's not even who we are. But we take those words on as though they are gospel. They're not. Lies from the enemy that want to rob us of our purpose. What about our bad decisions? The Bible would call this sin. Sinning against God. It causes a separation. When I'm out of relationship with God, that's the worst place to be. But here's hope. Listen to the hope. I'm only one prayer away from being right with God. One prayer. If you're saying, I feel like I'm far from God, just say, God, I want to be close to you again. Please forgive me. I'm going to give that opportunity for somebody later on in this message to to say, God, I haven't been getting it right I need your help. Would you help me? That's as simple as our our prayer of salvation is I need your forgiveness for my life, the things that I've done, the mistakes I've made. And God says, here I am. I'm everything that you need. So above all else, guard your heart. Nothing else matters more than your heart. When I wake up in the morning, above all else, more important than feeding my stomach, washing my my body, I have to take care of my heart. Guard my heart. So how do I do that? How do I guard my heart? Number one, give your heart to God daily. Give your heart to God daily. Now, some of you might say, well, I gave my heart to God many, many years ago. Why do I need to do it again? Well, I had a shower last month. Don't need another one, do I? Well, yeah, I do. Because as I go through the day, I begin to smell. My wife could probably testify to that. She's like, have you had a shower yet today? No, well, go and have one if you want to kiss these lips. Yeah, we get dirty, we get messed up, and that's what life happens. Life happens to us every day, and the bad stuff happens, and we find ourselves getting through a day, and there's stuff on us. So that's why I give God my time daily. I give Him the first part of my day. In fact, on my phone, my alarm says, meeting with God. It's my first appointment of the day. It says meeting with God. That's the one appointment I don't want to miss. I can miss an appointment with all of you, and apologies if I do, but I don't want to miss that meeting. That is the most important meeting of my day. Why? Because I get to go to him and say, God, can I talk about the things I didn't quite get right? Can I talk about the things that, that hurt my heart, the things that I'm upset about? This is kind of two-way conversation. 
I don't go straight there. I honor him first. And I've, I've preached on this before. There's a whole process through the Lord's Prayer of, of honoring God and, 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 and addressing him in relationship as Father and going through that process. But I get to have a daily expression, a daily experience of his mercy. We're told his mercy is new every morning, so, but I've still got to turn up for that mercy appointment. Come on. Somebody's got to turn up for their mercy appointment because you're beating yourself up about yesterday and the day before and the day before, and God's saying, just meet with me. Just turn up to the appointment that, that we agreed upon. He's saying, well, I don't have three hours in the morning. You don't need three hours. Give him five minutes. Five minutes is a great start. Don't turn Facebook on until you've had your five minutes with God. That's for some young people. Give God your first and your best and your time and everything. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Anyone try to work it all out on their own? How's that going for you? <laughs> not so well. If I don't lean on my own understanding, but I lean into God's understanding and His wisdom, guess what? My life looks a whole lot different. My ability to love and care for people looks a whole lot different. So I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart. On Monday, I wrote in my journal, um, 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is come. And I believe that's a daily. That's me daily. God, the old, which is yesterday, that's done. i got a fresh start, new mercy, new opportunity. And I, I really believe this is a word for somebody. Don't beat yourself up on your past. Stop going back and reliving the failures of yesterday. Say today, God, please forgive me, and his forgiveness will set you free. Don't go back into it again. It's not, a, you know, Paul hand, talked about that. You know, does this give me license to sin so there's more grace? No, 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 no that's not what it is. They're saying daily I'm coming to God saying, I'm going to let my past go. I'm going to learn from my mistakes, and I'm going to move forward with hope in my life. Come on, take that and receive that, somebody, today. Colossians 3.15, this is the goal. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. Come on, how many of us want peace? How many of us need peace in our life? Striving and stressing and pushing. Oh, but to sit. I've got my place. If I know, I could just go. And I feel his peace. Feel his peace. Sometimes there's activity in that time. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's just, just breathing, just listening, just talking. It's a conversation. Don't talk too much. Listen as well. Allow God to speak to your hearts. Second thing, we've got to submit to God and resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil. Anyone ever played paintball before? Yep. It's a barbaric sport. You basically pay money to have people shoot you with pallets that are supposed to explode, but most of the time they don't. They're just kind of like ball bearings flying at about 300 kilometers an hour. Now, the goal of paintball is to, to guard and protect a bottle or a flag or whatever it is. And, and you, know, you put your body on the line. I'm like, forget putting my body on the line. You know, just, you know, they can have the bottle. You know, it's not that important to me. There's two types of people when it comes to paintball. There's those that attack. You know, they're going after the flag, they're fearless, and they fly after it. And then there's the defensive. 
I'm more of the defensive type. And it's not because it's a tactical decision. It's because I'm a wuss. I don't like pain. And so I'm the kind of person that will set myself up within the perimeter of our flag. And I'm defending the flag. Now I'm hidden so no one can shoot me. And all these people blazing it, get the flag. I'm just like, pop, 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 pop. You know, if you can get the line right, you can just, you know, get on there. But you know what? I, I think so often we're charging after everything else. And we leave our own flag, our own heart, left unguarded. You know, I think we do well to set up a perimeter around our own heart and go, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. You're not getting in. You're not getting in. Because this, above all else, is most important. What is it you're struggling with? Is it anger? Is it an addiction? Alcohol? Pornography? Whatever it is. If you're struggling with something, don't get so close to it that, you know, don't make this your fall line. Don't make this the part you won't cross because you know what? You get close enough and you'll fall into it. As a teenager, I struggled with pornography. Something that I thought would get better in our marriage and it didn't. It wasn't until I had the good hard conversation with Amy that actually, we actually kind of broke through in that area. I got some friends around me that helped me in that, that area. And that was the line that I didn't want to cross. And I, we, we made a decision as a family that actually we would draw another line right back here. You know, sexual references, we don't get to watch that movie. It's not as bad as the others. Nah, that's not even an excuse I'm going to use. There's our new line. That's where we want to stay. Because if I cross this line, Oh, that wasn't, yeah? This is how our hearts get broken, by creeping and creeping and creeping and creeping. And before we know it, we're right on the edge in that one moment. And it's not an instant one. It's, it's a whole lot of decisions where I've left my heart unguarded. It's like, no, I'm putting a really big perimeter around my heart going, you get inside there? And how do we do that? We submit to God. That's the first thing. That's giving God daily. Anything that's tried to creep in, you know, the media that bombards us, I take that to God every morning saying, God, yeah, I kind of had that thought and I, I wondered about that. And okay, God, I'm, I'm going to give that to you again this morning. It's like a fresh new start again. Submit yourself to God, James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's stop giving the devil ground he shouldn't have. Let's not leave our hearts unguarded. Let's set up some perimeters. You might need some friends to help you do that. Lastly, as a team come. That's my third point. Choose wisely those who speak to your heart. I think somebody posted a, a, a quote a couple of weeks ago saying, why would you give anybody um, the ability to speak into your heart that you wouldn't take wisdom from? So those you wouldn't take wisdom from, why would you allow them to criticize you or, or speak negatively? If you wouldn't go to them for wisdom, you don't need to listen to their criticism. Yeah, you know, we're so good at just having a go at everybody else. But, but what about guarding our hearts? And how do we do that? We choose wisely who speaks to your heart. I've got some people that speak into my world, lots of different areas from a business point of view, from, um, you know, from HR, you know, working with people. Uh, I've got people that hold me accountable in areas of my relationship with my wife. I'll often get a text from, from a friend saying, hey, thinking about you today, how you doing? You honoring your wife? You honoring Amy? I've got people in my world that do that for me. But you know what? I had to go and find those people. 
and say, I want you to be that person. I had this conversation with a friend the other day. I don't do friendships very well. I've always had a lot of people in my world, but I've never pursued friendships like I should. I'm changing that. I'm changing it because I get on well with everybody. There aren't many people I, I don't get on well with, but I want some really deep friends, some close friends, some people that actually, when they pray, they're connected to me. When they get up in the morning and I'm praying for them, I get this, oh, I just got the sense that I need to encourage this person. So I flick them a text and boom, there it is. Hits them right where they need to hear it. My question for you, do you have those people in your world? Today, it's time to say yes to a small group. Say yes to a small group. Chatting with somebody after the first service, they haven't been in a small group for a long time. So come on, it's time. Because people need you. Yeah, sometimes we say, well, I don't need it. Yeah, but what if someone else needs you? Don't be so selfish. It's not about you. Yeah? Is it right for me to say that? It's, it's, not, a, it's not about me. It's about us. It's about a community of people who have made a commitment to do life together. And so that's a cost to me. But it's a cost I'm prepared to pay because if I have people in my life, guess what? The struggles I have, they don't seem to be as strong as they were before. Because I know every week someone's going to go, Hey, Mike, how are you doing in that particular area? I want to encourage you. Say yes to a small group. Make a commitment. This is what... Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Come on, I want to live in some victory this year. The last part of this year, I don't want to, I don't want to crawl into Christmas exhausted and, and wishing that I, had, I could quit. Come on, we don't want to live a life like that. We want to live a life of victory. You know what? And we'll get some battle scars along the way and we'll get beat up a little bit. But I'll know that I've got some people that have got my back. I've got some people that are fighting a battle for me. Some people I can flick a text or make a phone call and say, I'm not doing so well. Would you pray for me? And they say, yes, I've got you. I've been praying for you all week, actually, just so you know. Even before you thought you needed help, I've been praying for you. Do you have those people in your life? Are you that person to somebody else? So I, I, I don't, I don't, want to come down hard, but I'm so passionate about this. This matters so much. I've seen too many people taken out because they've isolated themselves. Don't isolate yourself. And can I say, I, I, I believe there's some people that you've been hurt in a small group situation. It, it got tough, it got hard. Somebody said something. Someone, someone broke your heart. Someone damaged your heart. And I'm so sorry that that happened. Truly I am. I hate it when that happens. I really do. But don't let that be your reason for stopping you moving forward into the future God's got for you. God is so clear. God is so clear that we're to do life together. If He Himself exists in community as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come on, that's our model that we should follow in relationship, doing life together. So I want to encourage you. I kind of went where I didn't thought I would, but hey, all good. If you feel like God's spoken to you about your heart this morning, the state of your heart, with every head bowed, eye closed, would you do something? And I don't want to embarrass anyone. Would you just put your hand on your heart? I just want to pray for everybody that, you know, maybe your heart's been, been hit pretty hard. Maybe if 
nursing some wounds. You need God's help to heal your heart. Would you receive this prayer today? Heavenly Father, you, you love us so much. You, your heart breaks when ours does. When we get hurt by other people's words, by the decisions we make. But God, today, for every person with a hand over their heart, God, I pray, Lord, that, that symbolically this is a, an invitation saying, God, I give you my heart again. If I've only given you a part of it, I give it to you fully. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. I give everything to you, God. God, I pray you would strengthen. God, I pray you would reveal the areas that need ministry and healing. God, I pray for courage to say yes to a small group for some people. The thought of doing it is a little bit terrifying. God, I pray for courage to just simply go and fill out that form in the, in the foyer. Yes, I'm going to say yes. I don't even know why, but I'm going to say yes because I know, God, you're telling me to. Lord, as we guard our hearts, God, would you protect them also? I want to speak to somebody here that maybe you've come into this place and you've been away from God or you've never really had a relationship with God. I want to tell you that God loves you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He sees the mess. He sees the pain. He sees all the things you've done and it doesn't frighten him. In fact, it makes his love for you even greater. If you think you're far away from God, that's exactly where God wants to be and He is. And the fact that you're here today, it's because God loves you and maybe someone else did and invited you in. Can I tell you the very best decision you could ever make is to say, God, I give you my heart fully. Maybe you've been away from Him. Maybe today you're coming back. Maybe today for the very first time you're saying, I'm going to surrender my life to God. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment asking God to forgive me of my sins, to turn from an old way of living and to put our trust in God. Would you be prepared to do that today? Pray a prayer of faith, to receive a gift of salvation, something we can't earn, something we don't even deserve, but God willingly gave to us as Jesus died on the cross for our sins. With every head bowed, eye closed. Would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. I turn from my old way of living and receive your gift of salvation. Thank you for your gift of grace. I receive it today. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to do one more thing, one more brave thing for me, please. We've got a team at the back that's going to spot your hand. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand to say that you've prayed that prayer. Maybe receiving Jesus for the very first time. Maybe you're coming back. You're giving Him your whole heart today. If that's you today, with every head bowed, eye closed, on the count of three, would you raise your hand and say, that's me. One, God loves you. Two, He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Three, come on over this place. Lift your hand. Say, yes, I prayed that prayer. Anyone this morning? Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Over in the corner there, wonderful. Anyone else this morning saying, yes, I prayed that prayer. Maybe for the first time, maybe you're coming back to God. Thank you, God. Come on, let's celebrate that church. Somebody coming home. Bless you. Bless you. Lovely. Wonderful. So great. It's a party in heaven. 
going on. Yay, people are coming home to Jesus, finding finding hope and finding healing and finding freedom and forgiveness. Hey, listen, if you did pop up your hand.